This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome to Pastor Ray's popular, life-changing six-day series entitled The Truth About Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. Each of these can be a powerful tool in Satan's bag of tricks, neutralizing a Christian's walk by entrapping him and making him ineffective for God's use. As life's pressures grow, so likewise does discouragement, which never operates alone, but rather as the crowbar that opens the door to doubt. Once in doubt, left unchecked, and no longer trusting that God is the problem's solution, the Christian will ultimately take the path of least resistance, to a place where he settles for far less than that which God had intended, a place called compromise. But you'll find real hope in the powerful 16 Bible-based steps Pastor suggests will battle these forces and his encouraging words that even though the journey is difficult, it doesn't mean that God can't be in it. Here's the truth about discouragement, doubt, and compromise. Well, I want to continue in my messages on discouragement today. And today will be my last message on this little series. And um, I could probably go longer, but I've got other things that I'd like to get to at some point. And uh, so uh, today will be our last, uh, last message on uh, discouragement. Now, as I promised, I'm going to get very, very practical towards the end of this message. So practical that I'm going to bore you. So I want to go through some practical strategies to deal with discouragement in your life. It may seem simple, but I think they are very, very important. Now, the no- number one thing is that when you feel discouraged... The very first thing you need to do, very simple, you need to turn it over to God. Why are you struggling with it? Well, the reason why you're struggling with your desires and your wants and maybe even your needs, you're worried over it because you're just not trusting God with it. You're just not trusting God with it. See, the Bible says in in Psalm 37, uh, verse 5, it says, Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass i got to commit everything to God. i got to turn it over to the Lord. He says, commit your way to the Lord. He's going to make it, he's going to make it come about. Amen. You see, one of the reasons why you, you, you've gotten discouraged is because you're trying to work it out yourself. You know what I learned so many years ago? It's like the, the more you try to struggle with something, the more struggle you have. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The more you try to figure it out, the, the harder the battle will be. But the moment you just cease the fight, and you look up to the Lord, and you turn it over to God, you say, God, you've got a better way. I'm just seeking you for wisdom and guidance. It's amazing how that battle just kind of just dissipates. It just disappears. So the number one strategy is you've got to learn to turn your concerns, your worries, over to God. And, and you see, when you're worried about something, it means you haven't turned it over to God. When you're fussing and fuming about something, it means you just haven't turned it over to God. 
You're trying to work it out yourself. You're letting, you're, 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 you're trying to use your own wisdom. You're trying to figure, but you see, when you learn to turn things over to God, then you know that verse in 1 Peter says, uh, cast all of your cares upon him because he cares for you. So you've got to learn to cast your cares upon him. Otherwise, you're going you're gonna to be struggling with discouragement in your life. All right? so, so that's a simple one. And here's, here's one verse that I love. This is one of my favorite verses. You, and I quote this verse. I remind myself of this verse all the time. You ought to do the same thing. You ought to write this verse down if you don't have it down. Psalm 138, verses, uh, verse number 8 says, The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. In other words, God's going to perfect those things that I'm concerned about, right? But that goes back to me trusting him, committing these things to him. Amen. Sometimes it gets so difficult, you know, and I'm like, Lord, I, whew, Lord, I just cast this on you. I commit it to you, God. I know you're going to show me the way, the way out of this thing. And then you just kind of walk away from it. Don't worry about it. See, some of you freak out when I say that, don't worry about it, because you don't know how to not worry. You don't. You don't know how to not worry. You think, you think, you see, you think by worrying, you accomplish something. Jesus told you 2,000 years ago, he said, which one of you by worrying has added one single cubit to your life? You think your worrying is producing something. All it's producing is discouragement in your life. You've got to turn that worry into faith and trust in the living God. You've got to commit your things to God and to his care. And he's going to perfect it. He's going to put his anointing on it. He's going to bless it. The outcome will be good. The outcome will be blessed when you commit your ways to the Lord, the things that concern you to God. All right. So let's get practical now. One of the things that you ought to do is to remember past victories. Do you know that all of the feasts that the Jewish people to this day celebrate are all were all set up for the purpose of remembering the victories that the children of Israel won along the way and through the course of time that God was leading them and guiding them. You see, so you've you got to remember what God has done for you in times past. You've got to remember the victory, saying, you've got to say, you say in your heart, God, if you did it then, you're going to do it again. If you did it there, you're going to do it here. So you've got to remind yourself of past victories, of the things um, that God proved himself uh, in, in times past. Amen? Very simple thing, but it's amazing to you how often people forget. Like I said, people come complaining and bellyaching. You've forgotten what God has done for you. You've forgotten from where you've come. You've forgotten all the victories that God has given you. If you want to get encouraged, start thinking about all the things. But then again, maybe those things you've chalked up to your doing and not God's doing. Now here's a really practical one. Um, keep an encouragement file. When you've gotten a note of encouragement from somebody or someone has written something to you or whatever it be or said something to you, write it down. Put it into an encouragement file. I do this. I keep, well, I have two files. I have an encouragement file and I have a discouragement file. <laughs> my encouragement file is a manila folder and I also put it on my, on my, in my computer my discouragement folder is round and it's metal. Um, now, here, here's something. Spend time. This is very practical, right? Are you getting something out of this? Or am I just... Spend time with those who encourage you and believe in you. 
See, I try to do that. I don't want to be around people because that's actually, I'll give you four and five, all right? Let's just knock out two to you. Four is spend time with people who encourage you and believe in you. Five is simply don't spend time with those who discourage you. So you got to be around people who encourage you, who lift you up, who who are an encouragement to your life, who believe in you and not people who are always sucking the life out of you. Because there are a lot of suckies around. They like to, they just suck the life, the faith, drain everything out of you. They're discouraging. They never, you know, well, there, sometimes people are afraid that you might get ahead of them. So in a very insidious, backdoor kind of way, sneaky kind of way, they're gonna, their purpose is to keep you down. Because if you go up, they look like they're down. If you advance, it makes them feel like they're, you know, they're left behind. So you got to find those people who truly believe in you and just love you for who you are and on your side and want to encourage you along the way. So get with people who encourage you. If you keep hanging around with a bunch of downers, you're going to be down. Number six, encourage someone else. I don't know. There's a power in giving encouragement to somebody else. There have been many times in my life when I've been discouraged, and I still do this to this day. Trust me about it. I'm feeling like very consumed with my, myself and feeling discouraged about something. I'll get my, 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 my phone and I'll start going through my phone book. Oh, I think I'll send a text to, to Bill, one of my friends. Bill, I love you, brother. You're a, good, you're a mighty man of God. You're anointed. I know to, this weekend. I'm feeling lousy, but I'm encouraging my brother. And bam, I send it out. Boom. Let me see who Jim, Jim, you're going through. Jim, I just want to tell you, man, you are an awesome man of God. I believe in you. I know that, you you know, whatever. Just a word of encouragement. Bam, send it out. There's something about encouraging somebody else that brings encouragement back into your own life. It must be the principle of sowing and reaping. If you sow it, you're going to reap it back into your own life. Encourage somebody. Number seven, are you getting something out of this? All right. Number seven, serve someone else. Do something, you know, in other words, put some, put some action behind the words. It's good to encourage them, but do some, serve them. In some, I found out that serving is one of the best ways to get your mind off yourself. Amen. Roll up your sleeves and participate in, in, in the life of somebody else. Amen. Go over and and maybe cut their grass or, or, or clean a neighbor's uh, kitchen or do something, bake them something, bring them something, come and work in the church, do something where you're giving of yourself. It's one of the most fantastic ways to break the back of discouragement. Something about serving. Some of you are looking at me like, you know, here's my question. When was the last time you served somebody? Or are you one that's always looking to be served? When was the last time you took of your time and gave it to somebody else to serve them in some way? Just small acts of kindness. It does something for them, but it does something even greater for you. Can I get a better amen? Right. Now, here's a real practical one. Accomplish a short-term goal. Sometimes when you're pursuing a bigger vision or a bigger goal... It can be discouraging because sometimes the process is really long. You know, there are different kinds of plants. You can plant string beans, and string beans come up within two weeks, three weeks. You've already got sprouts, and within a month, you're eating string beans. 
if you plant an apple seed, that takes years for that thing to finally come to the place of maturity where it gives forth apples. Is everybody with me? So along the way, to keep yourself encouraged, accomplish some short-term goals. Do something that will bring quick results. Here's a real simple one, but one that probably many of us need more of. Rest. Rest. You know, some of us do this. We drink, we get up in the morning, we drink coffee to wake us up. We race through the day and drink more coffee to keep us up. And then we go home and we can't sleep because we have so much caffeine pumping in our veins that we have to get up in the morning and drink more coffee to keep us going. You understand what I'm saying? And really, you know, sometimes we're discouraged because we're just physically exhausted. We're physically, and when you're physically exhausted, it's going to have an effect on your emotions and even on your, in your, on your spirit. You've got to learn to rest, to sit back, to maybe go to bed a little bit earlier, sleep a little bit later if you can. Whatever it is, you need to pull back and you need to rest. Otherwise, when you get physically exhausted, it does bring on discouragement. All right, number 10. Very simple. Look to God's word for encouragement. Romans 15, 4 says, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and the comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So look to the word of God. The word is filled with encouragement. You know, I still encourage myself. You know, when I say that, when I feel deserved, Lord, I, I keep quoting that verse. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And there are thousands of verses, you know. I've got some of them written down, some of them underlined in my Bible, and I will go over those verses just to encourage myself. And, and maybe you need to speak that verse 10 times in a day or 50 times in a day. Do whatever you have to do. Just keep encouraging yourself, all right? So, so look to God's word for encouragement. Number 11, pray. Just pray. Now, now if, you are fill, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you speak in other tongues, you ought to be using your prayer language. You're not using your prayer language. The Bible says that your prayer language actually builds up your spirit. So one of the ways to break the stronghold of discouragement, to keep yourself encouraged, is to pray in the spirit. Pray with your tongues. Pray in English. Just pray. Because the more you pray, the more you hold off that discouragement that the devil is trying to put on you. Is everybody with me? Jude 20, it's only one chapter, but verse 20 in Jude says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. When you pray in tongues, when you have times where you're praying in the Spirit, well, that's building up your spirit man. You're going to strengthen yourself. So pray in, in the Spirit. All right. Number 12. This is a very important one. Learn to encourage yourself. Learn to encourage yourself. See, see, we're going around trying to get others to encourage us. Oh man, I need encourage. Can you encourage me, Joe? Would you encourage? Would you encourage? I need encourage. Encourage me. G give me a word. Tell me I can do it. Please tell me I can do it. Let me tell you what, brother, sister. You better know that you can do it. You better know that you got what it takes. You better know that God has anointed you. You've got to encourage yourself. Because people will give you lip service. They'll encourage you and talk behind your back. Then what are you going to do? How about if you can't find anybody to encourage you? You've got to know that you know that you know. You've got to pick yourself and encourage yourself. Sometimes I feel discouraged. But I pick myself. I am called of God. 
I do have a purpose. I have been planted for this time. God is working in my life. God has worked in my life and God will continue to work in my life. I'm a man of faith. I'm a man of God. I'm a man of purpose. I got to encourage myself. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You've got to encourage yourself. People are always looking to be encouraged. Encourage me, encourage me. I get that all when nobody was there to pray for me. Nope. That's because you are too lazy to do it for yourself. You want me to do your homework. You want me to look up the verses. You want me to pray the verses. You want me to lay hands. You want me to do the prayers that you ought to be praying. Ooh. That's because you're just lazy. You don't want to do it for yourself. Pastor, anoint me. Look, where to do that? But it's not a magic thing that happens. Just lay your hands on me and everything will be fine. Well, sometimes that's true. But, but most of the time, God wants you as a believer to perfect and to strengthen and to build your faith and to build your confidence and your courage to stand on your own two feet and not someone to have to prop you up every step of the way. <laughs> we got to limp along with you because you can't stand up on your own two feet. Really, that's what it feels like. So, okay, come on, you can do it. Come on, you can do it. I mean, you're holding me down. You got to learn to encourage yourself. Now, listen, I'm not discounting. Sometimes people need prayer. We're here to do that. We're pray with you. But man, we can't walk you through every step of the way. You got you to learn to encourage yourself. Don't fall apart because you, you called the office and nobody called you back in 10 minutes. Don't fall apart because, you know, the pastor didn't call you. One of the elders called you or one of the prayer team. Oh, the pastor didn't even call me. He knows I'm going through something. He didn't even call me. Well, don't, don't freak out. You're supposed to be learning how to do this on your own. You know, strollers are for babies. You're looking pretty silly, you overgrown thing. Still sitting in the stroller expecting me to push you along? You got a bonnet on and a binky in your mouth and you want me to push you along? Come on, you're supposed to be learning how to do this. Now, please understand, you need prayer. We're here to pray. We're going to pray. I'm going to pray the best prayer I can pray with you. But don't fall apart. Somebody doesn't call you back or doesn't come visit you or whatever. Man, if that's what you need, call. The best, the best, best one that I ever heard, I've heard this a couple of times. Nobody came to visit me while I was in the hospital. Well, we didn't even know you were in the hospital. <laughs> like, what do you think? I'm a mind reader? Well, my friends knew, and you should have known because they knew. Well, your friends never told me. And really, if you wanted someone to visit you, you ought to call me directly or call the office. And we'll do what we can do. What do you think people do that are on the mission field? that have nobody around them. They're out there by themselves. 13, spend some alone time. Sometimes you just need to get alone. You just need to disconnect from people, even from your spouse. You just need to go somewhere, be quiet, go sit on a rock by the beach or in the park or on a park bench and just breathe the fresh air and, and do nothing. Think of, sometimes you just need to spend some alone time. 
Now make sure you come home. Because then I'll become looking for you. <laughs> all right. So sometimes you just need to spend some al- alone time. All right. Here's one. Talk to a trusted friend. Now a trusted friend's not somebody you've, you met six weeks ago. That's not a trusted friend. A trusted friend is not somebody you met a year ago. A trusted friend is not somebody you met two years ago. A trusted friend is something that develops over many, many years. Because many of you have had friends in the congregation and you, you, as soon as someone pays a little bit of attention, this is my friend. How long have you known each other? Oh, two weeks. <laughs> and then you start just blurting out your whole life, blah, 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 verbal diarrhea, oh, tell him everything. Just tell him your whole life. Then you find out that sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so is really sister bucket mouth or brother bucket mouth and they go around and tell other people your business and then you come crying well I don't understand what kind of church is this what are these books I thought I thought they were a Christian well, just because somebody's a Christian doesn't mean they have self-control just because they're a Christian doesn't mean they know how to mind their own business doesn't mean they know how to keep their mouth shut a trusted friend is someone whom with you've walked through the issues and the things of life and you've created a bond between you to where you can go and talk to them and you know they're going to keep it secret they're not going to judge you they're not going to hold it against you they're not going to condemn you they're going to believe with you and be your friend and sometimes yep sometimes all I need to do is to talk about it and get it off my chest and I'm done I'm done sometimes I just got to let it go and have someone say to me, I understand, it's going to be all right, let's pray. It's done. It's all I need. But you can only do that with a trusted friend. All right. Uh, so here, we get two more and we're done. Number 15, resist discouragement. All right, simply resist it. James 4, 7, 8 says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. All right? So learn to resist. When it comes, don't open the door and welcome it and say, come on and sit down with me, let's have coffee. When discouragement comes, that's the time for you to pick yourself up and put some of these other things, you know, into, into operation, right? So head it off at the pass before it gets you over to doubt with its ultimate end compromise. And 16 will end right here. Go back and stir up the vision and the dream that you had at the beginning. Remind yourself of the dream and the vision. Anything worth having is worth fighting for is worth working for, is worth progressing for, having faith. Anything worth having uh, is going gonna, is gonna to take some time and a little bit of, um, a little bit of um, effort on the part of the person who wants it. So those are my 15 little points on how to uh, you know, deal with discouragement. Praise God. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors